What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another fantastic Saturday pressed for time. You don't know what day it is. This will be out on a Monday, but whatever. Um, we just finished I wasn't recording. wearing this shirt before, right? Yeah, no, I'm definitely not still in my Dragon Ball recording shirt. We definitely didn't just finish talking about Dragon Ball Daima. No, 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 no. <laughs> Editing magic. Um, but anyway, welcome. We have two very special guests today. Um, these are folks that I have come to know over the past couple months um, over Discord. Now we've got Thomas Austin, who also has his own podcast, The Thomas Austin Show, which we will link down below. It's fantastic. It's kind of a kind of a stream of consciousness podcast that he runs by himself, which I cannot imagine doing. I, I don't know how to make content myself that is that compelling. So hats off to you. Uh, welcome. Glad to be here. And we've got Andrew, who is also from the same Discord server. So you guys have the Horror R Us Discord server, which tell me, you have to remind me, it's the it's kind of a subset of the Horror Virgin podcast, right? Yeah, there's some things that went into it. But yeah. 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 So it's, you know, it's a horror focused Discord server. Um, and you guys, you guys, you know, run that and run games in there that I'm never free to join. <laughs> That's more Andrew's thing than mine. Yeah. Yeah. Once or twice. But... Yeah. 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 Um, but no, it's super awesome to have you guys on. And as everybody will know already from the show title, we are doing obscure horror movies and everybody watching, remember to take with a grain of salt, what obscure means, because it's subjective and everybody is going to feel slightly differently. So if we have a movie that you're like, that's not obscure, you can tell us in the comments, but we're probably going to ignore it because the person that said it thought it was obscure to them. So, um, yeah, just remember that and be nice and friendly. I do not have obscure horror movies because I don't really watch a lot of obscure horror movies. So everything that I say would probably end up being semi mainstream. Um, unless I just wax poetic again about Event Horizon. And even that I don't feel is very obscure. So um, our three wonderful companions here, including Benny, will each have five. And we're going to talk about those. And yeah, that'll be it. So welcome, guys. Hey, hey, this is uh, fun. I had to do late homework today because I struggled with, as you mentioned, it being subjective. And, you know, I overthink things and worry about you know what are people gonna think i shouldn't care because at the end of the day when we're horror fans it's all kind of horror and and if you love it that's what's important so yeah we could dive right in like child's play too if well, you love get, it no, that's what's important you don't you don't have to worry about what anybody else thinks anybody else in the world everybody else's opinion is yeah is, especially you know, tyler's they're a, i gave it three stars god damn it <laughs> Yeah, you also watched like nine Saw movies before it. <laughs> That's true. I've, I've been asking you to watch this movie for a long time, and he he's, he had to watch it out of pity. And of course, that's going to be like... Out of pity? It wasn't out of pity. <laughs> is this puppet, is this doll really like killing a, like human beings? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was kind of I was kind of taken aback. I was like, dude, it's a doll. Just push it. Just push it off. Just step <laughs> on the doll. Once you stop thinking about that, it's, you know, just go for the ride. Well, that's, I mean, that's what I said. And Brad Dorff is just amazing. Like he makes that entire movie, his, yep. his voice lines and the amount of 
audio character he's able to breathe into that puppet is amazing. And the fight in the toy factory was awesome. That was a blast. I had so much fun. I gave it three stars. God damn it. Three stars is a lot, okay? If you notice... Well, for the record, most of your dialogue to me offline did not reflect three stars. No, well, you, all was, you did was critique the movie, and I'm like, I only critique, you, you like, can definitely critique it. You, 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 this is the most I'm hearing about how much you liked parts of it. You mentioned well, the factory, only, and that was it. I'm I like, only, I only talked about to like it. two things. I was like, man, what the hell, man? It's a, it's a tiny doll. Like, why are you said with the, with the ruler? You were just yeah, like, the yardstick. Uh, he's beating this woman to death with a yardstick. Like, calm down, lady. Just put your arm up. <laughs> just, just block it. It's, it's a yardstick no being wielded by a puppet. Maybe you have a problem with the logic of it. You just got to remember a wizard did it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Super, super voodoo. Uh, but no, yeah. So I liked, I liked them just fine. I thought they were fun. They, it wasn't like Terrifier that I gave half a star because that was the worst shit I've ever watched. Again, different segue. We won't get into that. That could be one of your obscure movies. I don't feel like that's very obscure either. You can buy it at Walmart. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> You'd also be forcing him to talk about it, which yeah, half true. a star. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he does. I don't think he wants to do that. It's pretty I, funny I might though. Want to torment him one day for that though. <laughs> the the top review on Letterboxd because you it's either one of two things on Letterboxd. I love Letterboxd, but half the time the top review is like some beautiful in depth analysis of the film, and the other half the time it's like a snarky one liner that made it to the top. And for Terrifier, it was uh, I can I can really see why audiences were split down the middle on this one, Ugh. and that almost made watching that piece of shit movie worth it. That's good though. That's priceless. I know. Yeah, it was pretty goddamn funny. <laughs> if you want Tyler, I, I have a movie that that will. I have a movie that if you watch it, will make every other movie jump up at least two stars. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> it, what, it, what movie is this? Called Ant Farm Dickhole. Ant Farm Dickhole. Oh my god! I don't even know if I want to Google oh, that. Oh, he, oh, you are definitely going to watch that now. On every level, it is the worst movie. I will recommend bad horror movies to people if they're fun to watch. Yeah, it's not fun to watch. It is just on every level the worst movie I have ever seen. On a technical oh level and a writing goodness. level. And he's seen. A ton of movies. A ton of bad movies. Yeah. 2.9 on IMDb. That is that is three Generous. points too high. <laughs> uh, I, that is impossible to believe that it is that high. It's advert oh, I love the advertisements at the bottom. The more like this. We've got Jesus, the total douchebag. That's We've the got same that's dickless the same zombies. Of course it is. And Night of the Pumpkin. I, I forget what his nom de plume is, but he. Oh man! Oh wow! <laughs> it it's physically painful to watch. All right. You bringing that up uh, <laughs> makes me feel better about one of the movies I chose because I didn't think it was too uh, too obscure. But because you brought that up, I'm going to try and level that out now. So I'm. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Look, oh, it doesn't—it doesn't always... come up on Letterboxd. I nor should it. It doesn't have—it doesn't have a Letterboxd page at all. 
I don't know if I can say that, but I the only place I found to watch it, I couldn't even find like a DVD of it. I had to find it on <laughs> Internet Archive. Oh my god. That's how but look, I'm just saying you, you set the you set the bottom of the barrel and then you and you get to the the mud underneath of it, and now you got a baseline. Now everything else it. is uphill from there. I love it. Every everything's a palate cleanser after that. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> what a way to wow. start off. Obscure horror. Ant farm dickhole. You can't get it more what? obscure than that. No. That was I a freebie a, from him. I guess I do have yeah, that's a pretty one decent of my five. obscure horror. I really like uh Thanks Killing. That was that, a pretty That fun is one. a good one. That's a pretty good one. It's and fun. uh uh Velocipaster is also pretty good. Velo oh, I could go on for hours about Velocipaster. Yeah, not that's a, not a, a Should have won the Oscar. That, that definitely. <laughs> it is a perfect example of just towing that line of so bad it's good. Yeah. And on purpose without making it seem like you're trying to be bad. Yeah. Yeah. So what I what I like, like what I genuinely liked about that movie was that everybody seemed like they're actually invested. Like everybody knows this is the dumbest fucking thing that's ever been made, except for maybe now Ant Farm Dickhole. But they everyone knew this is the dumbest shit ever, but they still gave 110%. Like everyone is acting their ass off to the best of their personal abilities. And of course, the you know, the VFX of the car on fire uh, always deserves a special shout out. <laughs> yes. Hmm. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's get into let's get into the list. How do we want to do this? Does everyone want to give their five? At, like we'll do each person's five in a row. Yeah, and, I think we can uh, do that. We will keep start it, keep with keep it uniform. Yeah. We'll start. We'll go down. So Thomas Austin, your five. On the spot. On the spot. On the I spot. Have I, I have this planned. Not <laughs> at all. Uh so the first one that I had uh is Pontypool. And it is a zombie movie, but not in the style of most, where you have like a group of survivors that slowly get dwindled down if they're trying to escape a city or they're being just tasked to do something like a special ops group. Um, it's it's what so it starts off with a guy who is a radio DJ and he's going in for a job. He has a little encounter with a person at the beginning of his day and throughout the rest of the movie. Uh, it's, you don't get to see a lot. You hear it and the, the work that they do with the audio. They, it is a really enthralling, like audio piece through a visual movie. It's, it, uh, the reason why I have it up here for obscure is if you ask people in the horror community, you'll get like 50, 50 uh, people being like, Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Or I've seen that. And people being like, no, what's that? So it goes under the radar of many, many people. And it's okay. just, uh, it's, it's a very intriguing and in, an engaging watch. Very cool. I uh, like that poster. Oh yeah. Yeah, it it 
it's it, it's one of my favorites. Um, Stephen Hattie, I think, should be in a lot more movies. Oh yeah, he has a wonderful voice. Oh yeah. This was actually uh, I gave oh, up yeah. one of I gave up one of the movies uh, to Andrew so that way I could have this one. Okay. <clears throat> Very cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah, this looks really neat. And I do, I like Stephen McHattie a lot. <clears throat> I'm very familiar with him, and he does. He has an outstanding voice. <clears throat> and he plays a radio host, which makes absolute sense. He's got the voice and the face for radio. That is true. Nice. All right, so Pontypool, we got it. And then next up uh, is a... So Pontypool, is, I, I started off with a good movie little known and now i'm gonna hit a little bit of a, a bad movie here um wwe's see no evil great movie in its own right if you like horror movies it is one of them uh it is one of them you're talking about this one <laughs> it's with kane it's with kane the big red machine yeah jacob okay. Goodnight, i think is his name in that um from what I remember, some people have been tasked to what clean up a hotel They're and juvenile delinquents, I think. Juven yeah, yeah. It's like a punishment that they have to clean up this. And so yeah. it's made to where most of the people who get taken out in this movie you're kinda like and eh, they kinda deserved it. Just because of how bad they are. And it, the effects on it are pretty good. The story is there. Um, <laughs> uh, as a kid, I grew up with wrestling and one side and horror movies. My first horror movie uh, that I remember seeing was when I was three. I was moving from my first home, and it was uh, Dream Warriors. So I started okay. off good. And so when I get these mashes of things that I love, I'm going to go see it. And it stuck with me uh, just due to the fact of it's, you know, it's a wrestler, especially one uh, Kane who's in this, who has a history of being uh, sort of a monster figure in the wrestling business. And then he gets to go and do a, a horror film. It's, it, it was a good childhood dream that I didn't know I needed. Mm -hmm. And I regret having, but I, <laughs> I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's, it's a fun movie. Um, no, that's awesome. And there is a sequel to it that I, I need to do a rewatch on it. It's so much like he's so much more brutal. I feel in that one. I, I watched the sequel recently, and they really they up the the B horrorness of it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Very well. See no evil. All right, which moves on to. My number three movie on this, which is Diary of the Dead. Uh, so everybody knows about night. Everybody knows about dawn. Some people know about day. Uh, but Diary of the Dead is a uh, Romero film that doesn't necessarily correlate with the rest of the other films. But um, it's a group of, I want to say, students are making a film. And it's, uh, oh, what is it? 
when you got the camera throughout the whole entire movie. Yeah, they found, it's kind of it's found like found footage. footage. Yeah, it's a bit found footage. Um, but there's the gore in it is solid. Um, there's just uh, it. It's a fun take for that. Um, it kind of feels a little bit like wreck uh, in terms of you know found footage zombies, but it, yeah. it does its own style and. Uh, I recommend people watch this just because of the novelty of it. Um, And also, like I said, the gore. There are some uh, spots in this movie where it's really good. Like they're they're in a hospital after one of them gets bitten and there's something that happens with a defibrillator. I'm not going to say too much about that. Just go watch it. And there's another part where they come across a, a farmer and he is, I think, mute. And he does some cool things with the scythe. And also just seeing like an Amish looking guy throwing some dynamite. Fun. Good times. That's literally watched this much all week I and a half ago with my wife. So Yeah, this is this is one that I've also seen. Um, and it's funny. So some, I feel like some people are going to be like, Hey, it's not really obscure. It's Romero, but you would be surprised how few people know this is actually Romero. People think this is like a weird direct to DVD spinoff. And a lot of folks do not realize that this is actually a Romero film, despite it saying it, you know, right. Literally there. Yeah. I, Um, I, I definitely thought it was one of the, the knockoff of the deads. Yeah. No, but I've seen this one, and it, it really is a blast. I feel like it does not get the credit it deserves, so it definitely falls into the obscure. Like, hey, yeah, this is this is actually pretty great. Do you know if it's at all related to... I think it's Japanese. I think it's One Cut of the Dead, which is kind of the same. It's a similar setup of you know people filming a, a zombie movie that... Oh, well, One Cut of the Dead is 10 years later, so probably not inspired by it. Uh it, but it's it might a, be it's, the other way around, though. It's a lot more comedic. Um, but yeah, it's that same Dude. kind of people making a zombie movie that. Oh my god, IMDb is just fucking pop up city. Uh, there's a fun. The, there's a little part in Diary of the Dead where one of the characters, um, before they leave the movie, uh, the scene is, is there's the, the director, he's following one of the people and they get attacked by a zombie. Uh, and she is able to get away from the zombie. She leaves. And for some reason, I believe in the, mo- in the movie, there's like a little sting because she's like from Texas and there's like the uh, a little American jingle that wouldn't be in a found footage uh, part. Took me out of it in a good way. It's, yeah. a, it's a movie that doesn't it it knows what it is it's partially serious partially knows like because Romero he's a very good director for the most part yeah everybody has a stinker once in a while but yeah, yeah. unless your name sometimes, is sometimes in the big sometimes in Denny the Villeneuve <laughs> um, so I'm gonna move on to my next one with cheat uh, it's not a movie. It is a TV series called The Harper's Island. Um, and it's basically CW's attempt at a murder mystery. Uh, I think it was like 2009. 
And yeah. uh, so uh, there is a wedding on an island that like seven years prior, there was a mass murder spree. Um, and so when people start dying off in the show, uh, people wonder if the guy's truly dead, which the sheriff of the show, he claims... And so there's a large ensemble cast and the, the gimmick they had was every single week, one person would die and the name of the episode would be the noise that it made when they died. So oh, I think there's cool. like, I think there's like thwack sip. Like if you, uh, there should be an episode, uh, like counter. So yeah. See, yeah. Got, yeah. Whap, crackle, kablam, bang. Thwack, sploosh, thrack, splat, sizzle, gurgle, and seep, snap, splash, gasp, and sigh. And That's so it's awesome. Those are some good it's, it's a it's a bit on the cheesy side at times because, like I said, it's uh, I don't remember if it was you know CW or whatever it was at the time, but it it has a lot of people from uh that channel yeah yeah jim beavers the sheriff and cameron richardson yeah these are a lot of a lot of the uh like the supernatural and the flash and all that all the cw shows it's a lot of the same folks you're right and so it it has its moments of comedy like early on obviously before people start knowing that things are uh people are dying from nefarious deals yeah uh and sometimes they try and make a uh, person a red herring and uh, they don't fly too high with it. Um, but this is one thing that I have forced many people uh, to watch. And, and um, some people have come back to me with, thanks, I won't get that time back. Uh, <laughs> and they're haters. Uh, and some people are like, oh my God, I love this. Uh, there's actually a person in our uh, community who I told them like, hey, I get an opportunity to talk about this. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And so this is a shout out to her. I'm going to force her to watch whenever this gets released. Um, But it's, it's a good, like, especially around this time, just put it on TV while you do things around the house. If you can kind of get in invested a little bit and drop out. Uh, But that right there, the scene that they're showing that's when <laughs> that's when it changes. That's when it goes from, you know, everybody having a nice, oh hey, there's a wedding happening to being like, oh, we're gonna die. Dude, was that a putty knife dropping out of a chandelier? That's exactly what it looked like. That doesn't seem uh, like an efficient it's <laughs> it's a it's something used for like whaling, I think. Oh, okay. It's for cutting away the cutting away the blubber. I think so. And so you saw there that it's, uh, it's, it's used to not deal with whales. All right. So finally, I have probably my top five in my top five of horror movies. One that I am so happy I get to talk about. Dog Soldiers from 2002, I think. Yes. All right, so 
You got a military exercise in, I think, the Scotland, Scotland. like somewhere in there. And things uh, turn a little awry when one of their people ends up getting killed, kind of on their own fault. They're being chased, and it's one of the early kills, so I'm okay with spoiling it. And they get uh, stuck in a limb of a tree that's hanging out, kind of reminiscent to something from... uh, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, uh, but when that happens, they start noticing like there's something going on in the woods. They meet up with uh, uh, the Onion Knight from uh, Game of Thrones right there, and he's saying that there's something that attacked us, attacked my men. They're gone. They're dead. He's bleeding out, and uh, it turns out, well, it, it doesn't turn out because they tell you the first scene of the movie. You're dealing with werewolves. And the gimmick here is an army, a, a group of soldiers against a pack of wolves. Dog soldiers is a name. I don't know if most people know it or not for soldiers like the pack right there. And it is just B-movie fantastic. Like, look at that. That's yep. 2002. That is what happens when you get to use practical uh, effects. That's what happens when you get to make your monsters with by hand, and it's just a uh, fantastic movie. It stars uh, Kevin McKidd, I believe. No? Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Who some and people might Sean know Curley, from. Uh, I know. Uh, and Kevin McKidd, um, for all the Grey's Anatomy fans who watch, there you go. You would seen be a badass. Not in yeah, a hospital setting. Never seen Grey's Anatomy, but I know Sean, and obviously I know Liam. I actually follow Liam on Twitter. He's pretty fun. Um, and I've seen this movie. I've also seen, I believe, what is like the the awful attempt at a remake, reboot that went straight to, what, Netflix, where they do it in Afghanistan instead of Scotland, and it's Marines turning into werewolves. That I think it's, that was a Masters of Horror episode. I don't know. It's terrible. Uh, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, where it's that. like there's there's two of them that are soldiers that are werewolves. Yeah, I'm pretty. And sure they're like trying to hide it. They're trying to not let anybody know that they're actually werewolves because they are they they understand that they are or something. I don't know. I've I've seen that oh. one time, but I've seen Dog Soldiers, and Dog Soldiers is a blast. All of the things that I gave you, it it has. Um, a wonderful mix of humor, except for see no evil, and uh, horror, except yeah. for see no evil. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's some funny bits. Dep- it, de- it depends yeah. on it depends on how you approach it. Yeah, at the beginning of the episode, it's all subjective. It's all you know. You to go into it for my stuff. Go into it expecting having a good time, and if exactly. you don't, that's your fault, not mine. Exactly. Where, where can they send the uh, the hate mail? <laughs> Just put it right in the comments. Just comment on your own episode. This idiot doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I might do All right. Well, well, thank awesome. you, Thomas Austin. That was a good five. Now, Andrew, you get to follow it up. No yes, pressure. Mine, I, I have one. It's not really horror, but we'll, we'll get to that one. But I'm, I'm going to start off with uh honestly possibly my favorite horror movie that i've seen uh it's it's called the void 
Great movie. Wonderful movie. Love going back to it. I need to soon. I don't think I've seen this. Missing out. Yeah, despite it looking like exactly my type of thing. (laughs) Okay. Tell us about it, Andrew. Give us the breakdown. I was telling you about it. My uh, microphone cut out. Oh. Uh, But yeah, so it it is one of... It's it's Eldritch Horror, which is one of my favorite genres. Um, But unlike a lot of it, it's not just rehashing a Lovecraft story. Um, it, it starts out with this hospital is closing. So there's only like a skeleton crew left over the night. And the first scene is this trailer. It starts strong of, you know, they set a person on fire and then it cuts right into the hospital. And I don't want to spoil too much, but stuff starts going a little weird and hinky. Uh, but it has a lot of, you know, creatures and I'm a bit of a gore hound. So there's a lot of really good gore, like a guy at one point slamming his head kind of around a pipe. Yes. Um, with the pipe going through his head. Uh, but I did find out actually looking this up and ready for this uh, episode it is by a, a group called Astron Six, who also did uh, the movie Father's Day. If you've ever heard of that, I don't uh, think so. Is it with Elijah Wood? No, it is a very. Uh, I think I thought it was a. Yeah, okay. It was produced and distributed by Troma. So that should really tell you uh, a lot about that movie. But they also did Leprechaun Returns uh, and Psycho Gorman, which is another movie that I really enjoy. Uh, but they, they very intentionally made this one as a non-comedic uh, horror movie. They, they kickstarted a lot of the budget. They got some people that were working on David Ayer's Suicide Squad uh, to help them with the makeup and effects. And a lot of the creatures are practical effects, which they That's... look fantastic. Yeah. So, oh, here, let me see if I can, let me see if I can share my other, I, I pulled it up on uh, uh, Letterboxd and you'll see what I was talking about with the reviews. Script 200, sound design 450, camera work 800, creature effects $153,600, likable characters 50 bucks. Someone help me budget this. My family is dying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was pretty low budget, but uh, it works very well. My screen like fanfic said, where Officer Dewey meets some Hellraisers and the Event Horizon. <laughs> it, it and then, like I said, the third different... review is a nice, a nice deep, a genuine review that someone wrote through it, it mixes a lot of different horror styles like like i said creature feature you've got uh you know cultists and all that different stuff but i i always when someone asks for you know what horror movie should i watch for october it's the one i always go to of you probably haven't seen it you may have heard of it it bounces around different streaming sites but 
it is one of my favorite horrors. Yeah. Uh, so full disclosure, I am watching this tonight. I know this what you is, think. Cause... Yeah, this is this has gone straight up. So Color Out of Space is one of my favorite movies in recent memory. Um, and I am also a huge fan of any any type of Lovecraftian horror, um, even if it's not a Lovecraft story, which you know well, Color Out of nice Space obviously is, is. But I find a lot of times recommending actual Lovecraft stories, you, you kind of have to grapple with Lovecraft himself, not such a great guy. Yeah, being just a super racist piece of shit. Yeah, it's it's yeah. hard to. That's why I like Bloodborne, the game. Bloodborne is my favorite yeah. game of all time uh-huh. because one, Souls, the Dark Souls style games, anything from From Software is like my favorite. So Souls likes are my bread and butter, and then Bloodborne being a Souls like that also becomes a Lovecraftian nightmare. It's just the absolute perfect video game for me. Um, so I think that's probably going to be my favorite until the day I die, unless they do a Bloodborne 2. Not not to get too far off, but have, have you played Lies of P? Yes, I, I actually am at the very end of it right now. I was going to say that that kind of has a, a similar trajectory of getting a little more horror-y. Yep. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun with Lies of P. Um, but yeah, speaking of having a lot of fun, my next one... Uh, I'm not even going to try and defend it being horror uh there's vampires and there's a scene where a woman screams for about five minutes straight um uh, it is the called... end of texas chainsaw massacre uh <laughs> close close it's jesus christ vampire hunter um which is a 2001 <laughs> canadian movie yes as a it had a budget of a hundred thousand canadian dollars no not to thomas jane for a second <laughs> and so the plot is vampires in, I think it's Toronto or Vancouver, some major Canadian city, are kidnapping lesbians so that they can harvest their skin and go out in the sunlight. Um, so the church just goes and finds Jesus, who's just kind of hanging out. Uh, he's been around. And say, hey, we need your help. And there's a musical number at one point for no reason of them just <laughs> going through the streets. There is one of the most infamous parts is he's walking home from the lumber store uh, with wood to make stakes. And he goes through a public park and this Jeep pulls up and these two people that look like they're, you know, party city matrix outfits jump out and they say, are you Jesus? And he says, yes. And they say, well, we haven't ever talked to you. We're the atheists. And then there is, no joke, a 15-minute fight scene set to this terrible techno of... And it's like a clown car. 30 to 40 people come out of this one Jeep. But the best part is, you can tell they couldn't afford to shut down the park because there are people in the background who are like, just a family having a picnic, looking over and going, what is going on over there? It's amazing. Oh, it, it is fantastic. That's the I type of film just... I aspire to make. I think that's just normal Canada at that point. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, oh, there they go again, doing it, this, their regularly scheduled thing. This has to be This has to be a joke, right? Stephanie Meyer took inspiration from the vampire glitter attack scene, <laughs> leading her to make her own vampire sparkle in the sunlight. 
Clearly. <laughs> like I would believe it's just made by someone. <laughs> the the screaming scene is uh they go to it looks like just a community center, not even the whole thing, just like a single office there, and they just have a poster on the wall that says the lesbian center. <laughs> and she sees as all major guys, cities have and just screams for five minutes straight. It's, it's one of those like you want to watch it with a group of people that know what they're getting into. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not throwing this on by yourself on a Friday afternoon. No, that this is one you want to actually be there chatting with people. Right. At one point, it's like he, it's it, you just want to have color commentary with it, it seems like I feel like I want to do that right now. Yeah. Yeah. And like they they've at one point he flicks a toothpick as a stake into a vampire. <laughs> uh it is I think they stole that from uh, Daredevil, the movie. That's it. There it is. <laughs> All right, yeah. amazing, amazing. All right, what we got? What we got next, Andrew? So next, uh, it, it's it's a little more surrealist. Um, probably more people have heard of it. It's called Dave Made a Maze. Um, whoops. Which is a little more recent. It's 2017. Uh, nice, nice, nice. Directed by Bill Watterson, but not that Bill Watterson. Uh, <laughs> basically, this guy is having a, a bit of a you know a mental depression episode. His his friend comes over to his apartment, and he has built. You can see it there. This maze out of cardboard, uh, right in the center. Yeah, but it turns out it's way way bigger on the inside, and he's trapped and can't figure out a way out so a bunch of them go in with him to try and get him out and it's it's hard to explain um it's also pretty comedic but you can see like everything's made out of cardboard there's weird kind of eldritch location stuff going on um but like oh, this looks super fucking cool though it is, and like there's gore in it, but it's all confetti and like red yarn instead of blood. Oh, that's so cool! It's but, like yeah. it's like a, it reminds me of a Phil Tippett creation, but with live action people inside as well. There is there is one scene where it's shot from the side. There it is, and they're just little paper bag hand puppets yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. It, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of cool visuals and um, a lot of the story is more about like exploring, you know, anxieties and not knowing what to do with your life, that kind of thing. But couched in this very strange and really inventive, I think, uh, effects and whatnot. That That is one that you can probably watch on your own and enjoy. Uh, yeah, my wife will want to watch this with me. That's that's very much up her alley. So I'm 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 on I've got three on the watch list now. I gotta watch Pontypool and I have to watch The Void and now I have to watch Dave Made a Maze. Well you, you guys are watch, uh, you guys are screwing me away here. Uh, you're, <laughs> you're in for one hell of a night. That's all I gotta tell you. Yeah, well I probably won't watch them all tonight, but you would though. You would if you had the time. If I had the time, yeah, it's you know how hard it is to get my kids to leave me alone long enough to watch one movie. 
True. You know, I, I hear that you are constantly kind of like pressed for time. <laughs> Some people might say that. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't have to say it today because I thank feel you, like thank getting, you. It gets very old for me. Yeah, Benny's Benny's normally the one to call it out. All right, oh. Andrew. So, after Dave made a maze, what we got? My fourth one is kind of a. It's more of a catch-all uh, of a certain type of horror movie. Um, I went with it's called Sharkula, as in Dracula, but it's a shark. Um, from 2022. Yes. Does not look like it's from 2022. Let me tell you. Well, uh, yeah. It is from a guy named Mark Polonia, who also made uh, Sharkenstein and a bunch of others. But it, when you start digging into uh, the bottom tier of horror, there are so many shark movies, like Amityville Shark. Uh, Sharks of the Corn, Land Shark, it yeah, and I'm I'm guessing it's probably you know based on everyone loves Jaws, right? But it's just so many of these C and D tier shark movies that are just they're fun to watch, but you you can't really say they're good. Uh, like this one yeah. is uh, Dracula. In Transylvania, somehow got chased to the edge of the ocean and made a deal with a shark psychically. Uh, the shark would rescue him from Transylvania uh, in exchange for turning the shark into a vampire. Amazing. And it's... Two yeah, out again, of ten. Two's a little, <laughs> little too high, but a little too high can we talk for a second can we brief segue on how all of these films put 90 percent of their budget into hiring someone to make the coolest fucking trailer or coolest fucking poster on the planet and then the film never has anything that looks even close like look at this this is a movie that i want to watch yeah and then you compare it to the puppet that they actually used yeah and it's like oh okay no there's um, there's where all the budget went i think i think shark it's either frankenstein or or Either Sharkenstein or Frankenshark. Um, Noah's Shark, Cocaine Shark, Shark Exorcist, Satan. <laughs> shark Side Jaws, of the Moon. Shark Side of the Moon. Is, that is a Asylum movie. Oh my God. That is fantastic. Amityville in Space, Sharkenstein, yeah, see, Shark Jurassic Stein. Shark What's 3, Amityville Thanksgiving, Sharks of the Corn, Stephen Kang's Sharks yes, of the yes. Corn, Shark that Encounters movie. of the Third Kind, Ouija Shark, Virus Shark. They, they're Jesus. all they they could all just be the same movie um but they're they're fun to watch and just is there you, a jesus shark christ <laughs> probably absolutely <laughs> i i would not be surprised there's a shark everything it's crazy. just amazing i love it no notes <laughs> I do. I recommend Shark Side of the uh, Shark Side of the Moon. Uh, it's on Tubi, okay. which yeah, Tubi is a gold mine for all these. They movies. need to. They need to take over, man. I'm canceling half my stuff just because my wife and I spend more time on Tubi. It's crazy. They had the the John Wick movies for a while on Tubi. Yeah. Um. I think they still have the first three because I have a Roku TV and it's always advertising me Tubi shit. Yeah. 
they great. they are very quietly probably one of my favorite streaming services. Yeah. Agreed. Awesome. All right. Uh, close close your out. What's your last one? The last one it was a, a late term edition. Um, but it, it's kind of close to my heart because uh, it's called The Bay. I always get confused with The Mist and The Fog. Um, I love The Mist. Which one are we looking at here? The 2012 one. 2012. All right, I'll say that. 2019 didn't look correct. Yeah, it is a... I mean, it's classified as a mockumentary, but it's not comedic. Um, okay. Ooh. And it is set in Ooh. a city off of the Chesapeake Bay, which is, is near where I live, and my grandparents lived off the Chesapeake. So, um, And the plot is essentially run off from uh, the chicken farm in the area, has started mutating these isopods, and cause them to grow to like the size of like hissing cockroaches, basically. Oh, boy. Uh, but and it's infiltrated the water system. So people who are swimming in the bay or drinking, they start burrowing into them. And it is this really unsettling gore. Um and just this slow ramp up of, you know, everything's going great. They're having a, a festival to celebrate their new desalination plan. Uh, and then it just, it goes. And there's a lot of great shots. I think it's a really well done uh, fake documentary. Okay, can we talk about the fact that it's directed by Barry Levinson, who is the man that did Rain Man and Good Morning Vietnam? <laughs> Yeah, and it yeah. is his only horror movie, apparently. Yeah. And I would say I mean, he kind of knocked it out of the park. Rock the Casbah? Like, this dude has a filmography. And I'm pretty sure Jason Blum was uh, one of the producers, too. Yeah. and Interesting. He's also in the B movie? Oh, you know, it's also produced by Oren Pelly, who... Yeah, uh, directed Paranormal Activity. So, what an interesting mix of people! All right, yeah, I, I don't hear it talked about a lot, but it is. I, I honestly don't know if I've ever even heard of it. I yes, think I recently saw it going through Jason Blum's IMDb's after going to Blumfest on uh, on Thursday. I remembered that he's been involved with stuff like since Paranormal Activity, but I didn't know that his his producer credentials were so vast and this movie was on that list. So it was really cool to see that. Yeah. And I, I don't do great with bugs in general. Yeah. Um, so no, seeing, like... uh, seeing freaking bugs down the man's throat is not great. I don't like that at all. Yeah. And it, like I said, growing up near the Chesapeake, this movie is like, Oh, that's unusually close to home. Cause they, we don't get a lot of movies set around here, much less horror movies. You're fine. But yeah. Yeah. Good. Very I'm nice. I'm gonna have to pick that one up myself. Take a look at that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Added to the list. Nice selection, right. guys. Benny, 
We're gonna not to not to disrespect you, but we're gonna lightning round your five, so we That's we don't fine. keep everybody for too terribly long. But I want to know what your five are, and I'm not gonna let you get out of it. So let's get it. <laughs> well, Give considering it my considering my list changed as we kept watching, because both of you inspired me to like rethink and remember Perfect. some other movies that are kind of more important in my life. So um, I'm gonna start with a movie that was weirdly remade only a couple of years after it was released. Um, almost to the T, uh, which is Cabin Fever. If anybody's seen Cabin Fever, ah, yes, uh, I the have original seen Cabin Fever. Cabin yeah. Fever was one of the ones on uh, that was one of the in summaries at one point, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, I, think I got that uh, one. I don't think I don't think we've ever gotten back to 2002. Uh, I think it was yeah. the remake. It might have been. Uh, the remake, but I feel like I got this one. I've done a couple uh, where that could have popped up on there. Yeah. Yeah, because I have yeah. seen this. I've seen both the OG and the remake. So, yeah. So I love I love the first one. And again, you're gonna say something? Sorry. Nope. No. No. I think with this one, the big part of this movie was just it was an, another one of those horror movies. Like it was around the time where these movies were getting pumped out. You know, so like you'd find them very actively on the shelves you'd hear a lot you about keep, eli roth benny you keep going for a second i'm gonna have to step away for just a moment i'll be right back yeah no problem but you keep going yeah so ideally just seeing that movie for the first time it's it's kind of a cliche topic you know and the, the people in the woods going out there um finding the weird kind of redneck uh you know grocery store with the weird cast of uh individuals that live in the area but what I would think might look like it's going to be like a zombie kind of movie turns into this disease written focused movie, which I really enjoyed. So that is really cool. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a movie that I love going back to. And unfortunately on Tubi, funny enough, Tubi has this thing where it likes to show movies that, you know, we happen to like it, but always shows the remake. I'm like, I don't want to see that movie. Okay. I want to see the original. That's the one that, uh, was important to me so as tyler said i gotta speed around this one <laughs> the next one was mentioned by andrew this is psycho gorman so um psycho gorman is very very high in my list of all-time movies um i am a fan of power rangers i am a fan of sentai i'm a fan of you know practical uh, monster suits and kind of Wish we had more of it in the movie. Uh, there was a lot of the aspects towards the end of the movie that, you know, there's fight scenes and literally feels like a cheesy trauma Power Rangers mashup. And I was in heaven um, loving the, the retro style music. Uh, the kids were a great dynamic that I didn't know I wanted. I, I was that, concerned from the trailers and I was just like, ah, I want to see him. That you know, girl, but obviously, whoever yeah. they got for that to act for the, the girl was fantastic as just this crazy little girl she was awesome her attitude was like perfect it was the perfect amounts of cynical and like she was just in control she took over that camera anytime she was on screen it really worked um i love the gore you know outside of his name just loving the the possession aspects when he's got the the possessed cop that be, kind of becomes a goon just like walking with him and then just randomly like his eyes are rolling and he's just shooting the gun into the air and like practically almost killing the kids and just like begging begging to be put out of his mercy and it's just 
it's there's so much about that movie that's just awesome. So I had to make sure I mentioned it, and I'm glad that someone else talked about it here. So, um, my third one is I don't know. It, it's 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 obscure because it's kind of like not really horror, but more like like sci-fi ish with mixed with comedy a little bit. But I feel like the the dynamic of it kind of fits, which is uh, from 2012. It's called John Dies at the End. Has mm. anybody seen or heard of that movie? So, my name's a direct, uh, my yeah. screen name right now is a direct reference. There you go. I had a feeling. I wasn't sure. So that really works out. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a really interesting movie with uh, kind of like uh, an alien species that you don't really get too much about it in the beginning. But obviously, as the story progresses and everything, there's my little ex, my, my mini horror fan. Who was actually uh, just quick segue? His first horror movie was Megan, which you know, good age for him to start with. But he has watched Krampus, and he made it through, and you enjoyed it for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. It's a good movie. Yeah, let me finish up. All right, I'm almost done. Five more minutes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, John dies at the end. It's just it's a lot of hilarity of just weird kind of trippy. Um, you know, you don't know what's real kind of going on for the sake of the character. His friend is dead. He's not dead. And uh, just a lot of like weird voices going on. And then just but by the time it gets to the end, you're just like, what the hell is going on? And it's just like this cult and there's like an evil kind of like, not Cthulhu, but like, you know, evil entity of sorts. And it just... It goes in overdrive within the last like 20 minutes, and I loved every minute of it. I could put it on any day. It's uh it's a ton of fun, and I'm glad again, another movie that I felt I might be the only one that knew. So awesome to see that. Web novel, I think. Um, I, I I wouldn't know that. I apologize. It, it but... was it was an old, old web novel, but the whole idea was he wanted to make a movie or a, a novel where the title spoils the ending. Mm. Which is why it's called John Dies at the End. Interesting. Okay. That works. Very cool. Um, I got two more. One is a weird one because it's not a movie that I love now, but it has history in my childhood. And it's a, an interesting little journey that goes with that. This movie is from the 80s, 87. This movie is called Street Trash. Uh, Street Trash is a movie that I saw and didn't remember much of it, but knew enough years later as an adult uh, to try to find this movie again. Um, It was a movie that I used to sneak under my parents' blanket. They would be watching this movie in like the living room. Their room was connected and I'd watch like parts of this movie. And it's basically about an old liquor store. This guy is going into his basement, finding, you know, stuff. He finds like a little crevice, finds an old vat of like alcohol from who knows when and it's called viper and it's disgusting looking but he's like ah, i could sell it cheap so he brings it up puts it on the thing there's a homeless guy that's kind of just going around there's a lot of homeless in this movie uh traditional old school 80s stereotype of like the homeless bums kind of like the way they all look the same in a sense you know raggedy or um you know very gritty kind of city that they're in almost reminiscent of like what Brooklyn used to look like in movies, like always like, oh, it's that dark alley, 
you know, and you'd have those people like if you stop at a red light at night, people like trying to clean your windshield with uh, with a paper bag and stuff like that cliche. Uh, Which movie is this? Sorry, I'm back now. I'm getting caught up. No, no worries. This is uh, my number four. So this is Street Trash. This is a 1987 bizarre practical effect based horror movie. And the biggest biggest scene I will tell you that I remembered is a scene after someone drinks this liquid basically makes their body like melt from the inside. Oh, neat. this, This bum is pretty much sitting on an toilet that's just in the middle of an alley that's a compelling poster (laughs) and he's and he melts right into that toilet yeah we're talking like purple purple green oozing out of the toilet and that's what stuck in my head for years so then i you know as a young adult in like the mid 2000s i was desperate i'm like i need to find this movie i don't know the name of it i just remember this scene this guy melting into a toilet and that's all I had. And my wife and I were in Disney, of all places, okay? With the Virgin Megastore. Does anybody remember the Virgin Megastore? No. It was it was basically like a, a video music record store that was run by Virgin, Virgin Records. And they had one in downtown Disney. And my wife and I were there shopping. And I always looked at the DVDs. They would always be 40, 50 bucks. They were still at that time when they were peaking yeah. in price. And I'm looking and I'm looking through the horror. I'm like, I got to find this movie. I'm like, no way. And literally the DVD has the toilet with the the face. Like it's not that exact picture. And I looked at the back and it just came back. And I just remember being hidden under my parents' blankets, watching that scene as it happens. And I will spoil a portion that's really fucking weird about this movie. A guy gets his dick cut off and it gets thrown around by the end of the movie. It's hilarious. It's awesome. Um, little little shuttlecock, huh? It is, it is B, B, C, D. It is, it is all sorts of bad. I don't recommend it as being a good movie, but it's a great fun flick to just watch for the sheer stupidity, the time that it was filmed, the practical effects, and uh, yeah, just like like I mentioned, the scenes of just the sheer punishment that this drink, this viper, does to these guys. Guy, guy bums just going, guys going in the stores just stealing shit, throwing it in their pants. But uh, amazing. I'll wrap it up with my last one. I'll just tell you, Tyler, the other yep. ones. You were there for Cabin Fever. Psycho yep. Gorman is my number yep. two. Okay. John Dies at the End was my number John three. John Dies at the End is great. And Street Trash. And, and now trash. a movie that is Finale. in my top five of all time. Okay. Weird, weird to say that, right? This is Brain Scan. Has anybody seen Brain Scan before? I have heard of it. I've heard the name. Brain Scan is a movie that stars Edward Furlong of Terminator yeah. 2 fame. Yep, we've talked and, about this uh, before. This is a movie that I saw, you know, at, around the time it came out with, you know, we wouldn't have the internet. We didn't have promotions, but my dad, my late father had a comic book store and I had Fangoria and I had access to books and this was a movie that I read about. And the movie is basically about a kid that is into everything horror. His friend tells him about this new horror computer game that's on a CD-ROM. It was the big hype of the time called Brain Scan. And the idea is that it's it's an immersive way of VR without VR. Like the, the, the video will kind of take your essence in without any equipment. Yeah. And you become the murderer of your own story 
And the idea is this kid, go ahead. Andrew Kevin Walker, the guy that wrote it, is the guy that wrote uh, Seven. And he's he wrote uh, The Killer, the new David Fincher coming out. He wrote Sleepy Hollow. He wrote Metalocalypse. Um, he's done an episode of Love, Death, and Robots. He did The Wolfman. He did 8mm with Nick Cage back in the day. That's a, yep. that's a man with a solid, uh, solid writing filmography under his belt. That was a range yeah. of credits. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a bizarre movie in its own right because, again, it's not something that had been done before. I'm a video game guy at heart. I'm literally wearing video games. Rot your brain on my shirt. So what what, what better way of... There it is. And I am a diehard... I've got Dragon Res- Ball. You know what? Tyler, we got the plug. Numb skull, baby. God damn it. Every <laughs> the episode. The candle returns. The candle returns. All right. Literally. I do I I do have to go. Okay. I've got everybody Watch is, everybody's brain clamoring at my door. Yes. Everybody check out Brain Scan. It is worth your time. Unfortunately, the one thing I will say... It's tough to watch if you get offended by people that like may present themselves like perverts because he's a little bit of a stalker, Ed Furlong, in the movie. I didn't think of any, any as a kid. And you watch it now, and I'm like, eh, a little cringe. But yeah, outside like, of the movie, weirdo. yeah, like he's watching his neighbor from the window kind of thing. And I'm like, eh. But outside yeah. of that, awesome film, practical effects, and CGI for the 90s, but fun movie. Thank you. I know we got to cut it short, guys. Thank you so yep. much. We're for all your time, we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, guys, seriously, everybody. this was great. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, happy we'll Halloween, everybody. Happy we'll Halloween. See you soon. Anytime. Anytime. All right. See you, everybody. See you. See you.